Hello and welcome to Coins of the Bull in the post-truth apocalypse. I'm Ben, as always, I'm hanging out with Mike, Hello. Claire, hey. and Pete. Namaskara. There we go, what's that lang- what language is that then? Hindi? No, Kannada from Bangalore, India. There we go, boom. This week we're going to finish off the Waco Siege, it's Waco Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So what are your thoughts then, Claire? Well, after episode, after part one, what do you think? I can't believe they've been, been able to gather that amount of, you know, ammunition and guns and all sorts. How, you know, who's there, who, isn't there a, like, somewhere that monitors how many ammunitions you have? Well, that's the ATF's job and they're the ones who went in there originally. Right, okay. And they all went, obviously went to hell. Well, I'm assuming that was only because they were modifying semis to fully automatics. <laughs> <laughs> and they had grenades, which were illegal. And a Barrett 50 cal. But to have all the other weapons on a million plus ammunition, I'm assuming that's totally legal. No problem. No problem. Nah, you've got to have a limit. Must be a Surely limit, because otherwise you're building a bloody army, aren't you? Well, you're right. What? There's a right to militias, isn't there? Well regulated militias. What state was this? Texas. Texas. It's got the most loose gun laws in the country. That's probably why they based it. Yeah, of course it? it is, yeah. I think it's mainly the conversion of fully to, for semi-automatic to fully automatic weapons, plus the machine guns, plus the Barrett. Probably buy most of the stuff at gun shows, so it's got... Either way, we do need to thank some of the returning listeners. Yeah. And let's also address the two big pieces of political news this week. Yeah. Number one, obviously, I was elected. Huh. <laughs> Well done, Councillor Ben. Thank you. And obviously the coronation, which I didn't watch. Nope. But you know, sort snippets. It's an elephant in the room. Okay. I'm a Republican, so... Yeah, I'm not really into the monarchy. Not for me. Okay, let's thank some new returning listeners and then we'll crack on. Quite a good list this week. Haiti in Missouri, Tehran in the Islamic Republic of Iran, Brussels in Belgium, Sacramento, California, Velour in India, Sofia in Bulgaria... Pazhegno, I think, in Poland, I don't know how they say that. Essen in Germany, Belgrade, Serbia. Bengaluru in India. Vastaras in Sweden. Ashburn, Virginia. Sorry, I shouldn't say Sweden, it's just Sweden. <laughs> Stephen in the UK. I think like, that's actually Stu from Vastaras. Mm. Vastaras, I don't know how to say it, mate. Stevenage in the UK. Boardman, Oregon. And the top, Guadalajara, Spain. Well done, thank you all for listening. Thank for- you. Follow us on Facebook at Cutting Through the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse, YouTube at Apocalypse Bull, and SoundCloud and most other podcasting platforms at Cutting Through the Bull in the PTA. Let's jump back into the Waco siege of 1993. We're on the 2nd of April. Do you you want to just give a quick brief summary? In summary, the ATF heard that the Branch Divisions have got a load of guns and ammunition they probably shouldn't have because they're a dangerous cult. That's my my own journalistic spin there, and went to raid and to raid the compound. Sadly, that was tipped off by a postman who was also a Branch Davidian. So when the ATF got there, it descended very quickly into a gunfight. Four agents were killed. Was it nine Branch Davidians, something like that, were killed or wounded, including yeah. David Koresh, the cult leader, or, or Jesus. He was wounded. He yeah. was shot yeah. in the like, stomach area. He had, a, he? he had a through and through in the side. And arm, I think. What's your side? Definitely. I remember it being around that area. We had the the gunshot, wasn't it? 
gunfight lasted for two and a half hours, was it? Yeah, the biggest gunfight on American soil since the Civil War. Well, the, the most rounds expelled. The biggest gunfight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the OK Corral. <laughs> no, since the Civil War, the OK Corral was like six guys on each side. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a tombstone. Oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking of Alamo, the Alamo. Is the OK Corral? Ah, the Alamo, yeah. Was that a real thing, was it, the OK Corral? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Wyatt Earp and his brothers. Oh, it's... I always thought it was just something from film. No, no, it was a real thing. Yeah, I was thinking of the Alamo. Sorry. No, the Alamo was a was a battle technically. Yeah, was yeah, on, not on American soil at the time. No. It was on Mexican yeah, was, soil. Yeah. He says I like the Alamo. Well, I don't like the Alamo. It was a terrible event, but you know, like, I don't actually mind the film with Billy Bob Thornton. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's not great, but it's all right. It's a war movie, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say it had war in it. Ben's there. And they usually you can't you know what you get you know what you're getting, aren't you? You're not gonna be surprised, you're probably not gonna be disappointed. There's explosions, it keeps my attention. <laughs> so on the Friday, April second, nineteen ninety three, to Sunday, April the fourth, Koresh meets with his legal representation and confirms the divisions will surrender after Passover. The next day they observe that and they don't come out, so the FBI continues to broadcast music throughout the night of the 6th of April. The next day, Wednesday the 7th to Thursday the 8th, Koresh still refuses to confirm a surrender date. Uh, so what do you do at this point? You're the commander. They're not coming out. You're blasting music. Napalm. <laughs> Ruling out napalm. Okay. Do you storm the place? Time travel with an AK-47? No. Um, Burn it down. <laughs> Well, well. I stormed it already. You could have literally just drove that Abrams tank from one side of it to the other. Problem is, they know you might run over kids, man. You they know there's dozens of children in there. Yes. That's, that's storming it is oh, also. Is there any children left at this point? There is, isn't there? Yeah, there's yeah. a few, but yeah. not many. Most of the children are out. There was a fair few left in there, there wasn't there? Yeah, but most of them was, got out, didn't they? They got a lot of them out. Mm. Wasn't it about 30 or something got released? Something like that. There would have been about 20 left in there or something. Koresh's kids are still definitely in there. And he's got about five yeah, or six. because he said, didn't he, any with his blood that aren't leaving. But yeah, but that that's the whole... Re- there only had to have been one or two children in there for the guys to have been like, no, we're not storming it because none of us can kill a kid. Because you can't have that on your conscience, can you, if you accidentally... No killed the child while storming it so that that was why it was completely out of the question claire what are you doing i think that they you know even if they did storm it you're gonna you know not going in there with your eyes closed are you you're take you go you could take casualties too you don't really want to lose any more of your guys oh, either yeah. this this is the thing storming it was out of the question for them so the only real way to have done it is by by the peace one killing everybody trouble is with the peace one means he doesn't want to no, surrender no. what about totally. 007 type operation just well like 007 yeah funny you should say that because there is kind of a 007 mm. thing going on the FBI have actually got someone inside who's planting wiretaps I know what they could have done they could have built a big wooden horse and wheeled it <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know what? A big wooden Jesus, and that might have worked. Yeah, yeah. Why don't All the FBI guys There's got to be some kind of like sleeping gas agent that you can use, right? They're just bloody yeah, gassing civilians. Well, they're usually no, they're going to use tear gas. Tear gas is one well, thing, but yeah, but if it's there's got to be a gas that just puts you to sleep, yeah. 
Still doesn't look good on the news, does it? I know, but that's better than Gassing anybody women dying. And kids. Yeah. yeah but surely them just they have got some, they have got some gas masks. Probably not enough for everybody, but enough. Mm, they have got them. Yeah, that's but, the point. This is this. So you you your soldiers in that scenario, the ones who are going to repel your fact, attack. They used gas early, didn't they? But the sea gas is there. They use that. They're going to confirm that Friday, April the 9th, We get a bit of feedback from Koresh. He sends a letter calling himself Yahweh, which is a Hebrew for God. Hebrew for God. So he stepped up one from Jesus to God. Yeah. Well, in the Christian faith, Jesus is God as well, isn't he? He's the Trinity. Mm, yeah, good point. Yeah. And he tells the FBI that the heavens are calling you to judge. That's a quote. Experts analyse the letters and conclude that Koresh may be mentally unwell. No shit. What? You know what? I should get a fucking job at this FBI, FBI Behavioural Science Unit. I could have told them that in days ago. Uh, the FBI confirms a plan to use tear gas just to get them out the compound, mainly. Can I just say something on that, though? Cults in themselves, yeah? As an American, perhaps, we think of any kind of cult as fucking nuts loony loopy, yeah? Maybe not so much because a cult in America is, well... Look how many of them are religious. Well, all cults are religious usually. But my, that's my point. Like they're already most Americans are cultified in some way anyway, aren't they? Because well, they're bloody religious. These aren't like a weird cult from another religion of the country. This is a, a branch of Christianity. Well, this that's the so other a lot thing. of a lot of Americans will, you know, identify. Yeah. yeah. What you've got. That's, that's what I was getting at. They're, they're, there's a certain level of them identifying yeah. with it because they're already kind of indoctrinated into their own cult anyway. But what well, it's the same cult, just a... Just a branch yeah. off of it, yeah. The issue you have here as the FBI and public opinion is, number one, that this thing is costing you a million pounds a day. Mm. million dollars a day. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Number two, what you kind of encounter is a weird... It can be argued from the way the Davidian side that you, as the federal government, are breaching their rights as American citizens. One, to practice their religion how they see fit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and two, the right to bear arms. Yep. Which is the most ridiculous rule ever, but hey ho. This is where this has, has transcended what it is among certain right wing groups, and we'll get on to that at the end because this has a major effect mm. on a lot of right wing. Thinking and the well, of course, it's just proof, isn't it? They look the at government it as want to take your guns yeah. and not let you practice your faith, and this yeah. is seen as the evidence. Yeah. I wasn't saying all Americans are crazy cultists in any way, shape, or form. So I don't think that at all. What I'm what I'm saying is the is like Mike said, the identification because a, a huge majority of America is religious, and that in itself is some form of cult in our, in my eyes in in most most british persons eyes anyway because we ain't religious generally it's, it's a small minority in this country that are actually religious if you're white christian certainly because obviously a lot of the asian they're, they're very religious well it's just Muslim. more it's just more prevalent in america everyone very seems to be so. into it but this when you consider that america is a country made up of very religious people who left because their viewers are considered a little bit fanatical in europe yeah that's what you end up with, isn't it? But I didn't mean any offence. No, no, no. I wasn't calling you all crazy cultists or nothing like that. Well, compared <laughs> to our British way of thinking, where the Church of England is like a non-entity virtually, you probably go there twice in your life, once for a wedding, yeah. once or three times, if you're lucky. You know, weddings, baptism and a funeral. Yeah, we're pretty secular, aren't we? Yeah. We're not really that fussed. So for a lot of people to be like giving 
like in, in the Branch Davidians case, all their money to them and going to live on a compound, that just seems crazy to us. But giving 10% of your monthly income to you also seems crazy to me. Yeah. Just so you've got somewhere to go and pray. Going to church every Sunday morning and praying to something that doesn't exist seems crazy to me. <laughs> well, that's, that's you don't think he exists, but for a lot of people he's very real, isn't he? It's, yeah. To God, I've got to get into televangelism. That's a money spinner. None of them actually believe, do they? Let's face it, they're all crooked as hell. Mm. What gets me about religion is, like, you speak to a vicar, a priest, whatever, and they believe that God speaks to them. So, when I, the few I've encountered and spoken to and had, like, not, not like, friendships, but... I've I've gotten to know them to a certain professional level. relationships. Yeah, like when I was in the forces, our, our forces vicar, the, the Mad Bish, as he was known. But he was a lovely, lovely bloke, and I spent quite a lot of time just having a chat with him because I had a bit of downtime, and I had a month and a half of doing nothing. And in the day, I'd be a bit bored. Oh, should we go and have a chat with the Mad Bish? We'll go and have a cup of tea with him. So we'd go and sit in his office, and have a cup of tea with him, just chat with him about random shit rugby teams and things like that because he, he did everything but but he he seemed completely sane but yet at the same time he's telling me that God speaks to him and to me I'm just thinking sure you're not just a bit nuts mate that's your own fucking, no. that's your own imagination you, talking it's just called your mind talking to yourself oh yeah but I mean is it like that is it direct speech or a lot of people like they see signs, don't they? And they interpret. Or they just it. felt guided to a certain. Yeah, path. it's like a feeling. I don't. I don't know if he's having a full-blown conversation. Well, if he is, that might be worth calling in the psychiatric <laughs> unit. But they all say that he spoke to them. That's how that everyone will say that. Oh, he spoke to me. I yeah, answered the calling. Or yeah, but again, it's spoken in yeah. commas. It's it might not be what you think. But the way I look at it is, isn't that just like I can sit there and I can think of stuff and I can hear voices in my head because I'm thinking of things. So is that all they're doing? They're thinking of God and they're hearing voices in their head, which is just their imagination. I, I presume God's got quite a deep, booming voice. I can do that too. Oh, look, there he is. Yeah, oh, maybe he's speaking uh, to you. Hello. Oh, fuck it. You are real? <laughs> no way. I, it, that's how I look at it. A very cynical view on religion myself, and I'll be honest with that, but... Well, that's it. Because you're close to the idea, you may not be receiving the same but, signs as... Throughout my life, I went to a Church of England school, primary school and things like that, and I was... Well, so did he. I, <laughs> but, I, but I... I took into it as a kid do you know what I mean I, I went to church I sang and I prayed and I we prayed every morning every afternoon you know what I mean I did all of that and I, I proper bought into it probably up to the age of I don't know 11, 12 when I got into secondary school and found women and drugs and you know what I mean sex, drugs and rock and roll baby yeah that was it Fuck this god shit this is puberty I'm leaving my cult <laughs> Yeah, puberty kicked in, that was it then. I had more interests. I'm not saying I was religious as a kid, but I've dabbled in it in a way, but so... Oh, you know, everyone dabbles in a lot of things. Yeah, I just don't understand it, and I never will. And I think, unless you are... But, yeah, unless you are a priest, I guess, that God does speak to you, 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 you're never going to know, are you? Well, that's it. Back to the scene. Tangent, mm -hmm. sorry, I do apologise. Okay, we like a bit of a theological discussion. 
uh, occasionally on this pod. I used to think it's crazy. I'd, I'd never do it. I've more than likely yeah. offended every listener. Well, you know, it's not, the, it won't be, it's not the first time, won't be the last. Alright, so Saturday, April 10th, they get install a wire-like fence around the complex, so they are sealing them in now. It's a starving it's a true siege. It's starving them out, man, that, but they had lot, a massive supply. They had a year food. supply. A year supply of food and water and rationing, yeah. Next day on Easter Sunday, negotiations are underway for the release of three divisions who ultimately decide against leaving. <laughs> Presumably because Caressa says, you ain't going fucking nowhere. Did they at any time throughout this nearly two-month ordeal, did they change negotiators and try different negotiators? Because if they'd stuck to the same one, clearly he was pretty shit at negotiating. Well, what you have to do is, yeah, you have a team of them, or you certainly have a, ch- a lead one who talks to him almost exclusively. Because Tried to build a bit of a rapport. You build the trust. Yeah. There was no communication between the different teams, so they were saying one thing and they were doing another. The Austin rescue team really want to storm the compound. They yeah. really want to do, do it. it. Negotiators yeah. are saying, come out, come out, we won't arrest you. And then, but then they are arrested as they come you out. You know what I mean? So they really yeah, so they're losing the trust. But this is what this is my point. Did they not think at any point? Maybe these negotiators aren't the best because they're not fucking. They're clearly not like communicating what they're negotiating. They're saying all these promises and just letting. There's a breakdown in communication. You're dealing with a madman. Aren't doesn't you? help. Doesn't no, help. it's and not easy. They're trained to, to negotiate with terrorists. You give a little bit, you take a little bit, you build up that rapport. Oh, because you the know terrorists guys. want to live. Exactly. Probably. These guys aren't bothered. Mm. Yeah. Right? Or certainly enough of them aren't bothered. But I'm just wondering or some if, of them don't have a choice in terms of the kids. I'm just wondering whether they ever did use different negotiators to try different angles or, or whether they just stuck with the same fucking principle all the way through. No, same principle, really. Because it didn't work. That, that's no, my point. It was a fuck up, wasn't it? It completely didn't work. It's a shame. Look, at, he, look, look at who you're dealing with. The bloke thinks yeah. he's Jesus. Thinks he's God. It's they like, all think he's God. It would have been if the they... same dealing with Charles Manson or something, wouldn't it? No, Manson wouldn't have fought to the death. He'd have surrendered. But perhaps if the communication was there and they knew what they were doing and, and working together, then maybe it wouldn't have gone so tits up. Possible. Yeah. Remember, Manson, he just told him to go and do it. He never got I his hands dirty. He didn't do it himself. Never did, did it himself. Yeah. Gave him the drugs, yeah. made him listen to his guitar, and sent them out. Mm. Perfect leader. Mm. <laughs> Not. That's delegation. <laughs> he, was, he was obviously good at what he did, wasn't he? <laughs> In one way or another. And on Wednesday the 14th. I think you missed that Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday the 13th of April. Koresh informs negotiators over the phone he will not come out until God tells him oh, to do so. Golden Bennett. And wasn't that when they literally were all there, about to leave, and they're like, right, we're all going to come out, and then the last minute Koresh says, nah, nah, I've had a message from God, we're all staying. Mm. I'm not coming out until God says to stay. Oh, to go. I just need to interrupt quickly, because I've just remembered the point I was trying to come to about the fact that you have the priest and that that God speaks mm-hmm. to, Right. Yeah, but that What's was five diff- minutes ago now. No, but what is the difference? Because yeah, I remember the point I was getting to. What's the difference between them speaking to a priest and him speaking to Dave Koresh? How do we know that this, if God is real and God is speaking to people, well, we don't like know for sure, do we? That, how do we know that he wasn't speaking to Koresh? So why why do we assume Koresh is a madman, but yet I'm saying anyone who hears voices in their head. But every other priest in that isn't yeah, a he's right. They're yeah. a priest. But then again, the the priest isn't 
Like I, I know. Like, first of all, the police need to listen a little bit harder when they're fucking the kids because otherwise that might not happen. And two, God needs to tell these people to get the fuck out of there because something's bad gonna happen. But do you understand where I'm coming no, from? He's not. Though? So where does that put him on a well, scale of being a twat? Well, he says he's a good God. He could be a right cunt. But you he is if you read the Old what? Testament, doesn't he? Where, where's, where, where, do you draw, where do you draw? He's a vengeful God. You know Jealous. what I do? I drive the tank through the building. <laughs> I drive the tank through part of the building. Open it up. Open That's it up. It, yeah. And go right. Big fucking wound. I'd say in twenty minutes' time, I'm coming through that bit. Get everyone out. Oh, the 007 and chloroform dim already. <laughs> <laughs> you just sent in James Bond. Is that your Johnny thing, Claire? Johnny English. Johnny English. <laughs> <laughs> a better chance, actually. He fumbles his way through everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wednesday the 14th, he shares a message, which Koresh that is, proclaiming he won't surrender until he writes a manuscript explaining the seven seals. Oh, fucking hell. Familiar what the seven seals are? We, I'm we guessing they're not. Didn't we? I'm guessing no, we have little cute creatures that swim in the sea. No, sadly not. Right. Now these are the seals that stop the door. Basically, if that, the, all the seven seals are broken, the door opens. We end up in the apocalypse, kind of thing. Is that like once the all the seven ring? seals are gone, we've got the book of Revelation. Is that a seal on. for every ring of hell? Seven rings. Of, is it seven? Uh, possibly. Rings of hell? Possibly. It is seven rings of hell. Seven isn't layers it? of hell. But that's. I don't know if that's Christian theology as such, because it's Dante who was a poet. Yeah, not sure if that's the Bible. I don't think I don't know if the, I don't know if the seven layers of hell are canon. I'm not sure. It's not nine anyway. He's not the nine circles of hell. Oh, nine circles. That, that's that's why I was questioning yeah. the seven because I had nine yeah. in my head. Well. Maybe <laughs> maybe sevens in the Bible. Seven it's, sins, I suppose. Seven. It's an apocalyptic thing. Once these seals are gone, that's it. It's seven the apocalypse. Seven of the apocalypse is it? Four. Four horsemen oh. of the apocalypse. See, <laughs> close. And we don't want to find the Ark of the Covenant either, because apparently when we find that, the apocalypse will happen. Well, it's in uh, Ethiopia, isn't it? Mm, some disagree. Yeah. So I was the impression I was under. Oh, it's just, it's just a, we know where it is. It's in a warehouse being examined by top men. Yeah. Top men. It's probably exactly. the Vatican. They probably got it. Oh, the, yeah. You know what, we'll do an episode on it at some mm. point. It's on my list. Now, on Thursday the 15th of April... Officials become convinced that the negotiators won't be able to get the Davidians to surrender through negotiation. <laughs> but the next day it's alright because Koresh informs negotiators he's completed the manuscript on the first seal. <laughs> okay, so what, seven, eight days left maybe? One mm. a day? <laughs> April 17th, Luis Alinez, a non branch Davidian member, snuck into the compound during the initial stage of the siege and decides to leave on Saturday, April 17th. The FBI and the other agencies confirmed the plan to use tear gas to get the divisions at the compound. See, I think my way was a bit nicer than tear gas. Just set them to sleep. Yeah, but then you've got to get different doses for kids and adults. It might kill the kids. You don't know, do you? I don't know how it works. I suppose you're not going to be giving children adult doses of knockout gas at the dentist, are you? Send Michael Jackson go. in there in them days. That would have fucking got all the kids out really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, was... it wasn't the Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they get I the Pied Piper? The Pied Peter. <laughs> I thought he was. He was going there like, oh, hey, get children. <laughs> Why didn't they just get... the South Park version. <laughs> Where's the Pied Piper when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, April 18th, Armoured vehicles clear Koresh's personal car and other vehicles away from the front of the compound. 
The FBI orders divisions to stay out of the tower, but they hold up children in windows, and in one there was a sign that read, quote, Flames await. Mm. There's a chilling foreboding of what's going to happen. Mm. Monday, April the 19th. Police officials contact the divisions at 5.59am to let them know they would be deploying tear gas and revealed that they were all officially under arrest. The FBI, at this point, has lost its rag. They've just had enough, haven't they? It's collectively lost its shit. Negotiations have failed. And they're like, right, it's time to start playing hardball. Two police vehicles begin inserting gas into the compound. The Davidians begin shooting. The FBI deploys more vehicles to insert tear gas into the compound. Now, according to PBS and several witnesses... The Davidians start simultaneous fires at three or more different locations within the compound. FBI agents in armoured vehicles continue to smash the buildings and pump in tear gas, which may or may not have led to a fire that burns the compound to the ground. Nine Davidians safely feed the compound and are arrested. The big question. Did the big, they, big question. Who started the fires? Yeah, did they do it or did the. We FBI? didn't start the fire. Yeah. It was always burning since the world's been turning. <laughs> I love that fucking song. <laughs> that, come out, that was earlier, wasn't it? That was 80s, that was. But. Because the FBI got a feeling on I. No, I think. You, you can hear on. Because of the, you know, the, the, the guy who was in the FBI plant, he set up listing devices. You can hear them saying. Put the kerosene over there. Start one over there. More kerosene here. Three big fires. Because the idea was that when they all died in flame, they would go to heaven and come back with Koresh on his white horse leading an army of angels. <laughs> That's what he was telling them was going to happen. So it's, this okay, is, this was, is, in my opinion, this is tragic suicide. It, yeah, it was just yeah. mass suicide. That was, it was shame. It seems that way, doesn't it? Led by one narcissistic madman. That's putting it quite mildly, but yeah. They, they went along with it, though. Come on. Because they were all fucking mad men and mad women themselves, clearly. And it's the poor children you've got to feel sorry yeah. for. Well, they're all products of our society, mate. Fuck the, the adults, though. They can all fucking burn. Fuck them lot. Get, let the ch- all the children out. It's just, that's just, you know what I mean? The adults have got their own minds, they've made their own decisions. The children haven't. The authorities blundered this, though, from the first minute, didn't they? Yeah. Complete absolute mess, wasn't it? It all went wrong with the ATF thing. They should have never gone in. Nope. As soon as they know that raid's been tipped off. Well, they should have never have fucking told a civilian fucking whatever he was. was. That was the press, that was the journalist, wasn't it? Oh, well, there's no, yeah, see what you mean. They, were, they should to never the have told the civilians, whether it was press, yeah. whatever. That they were that cocky, they on. wanted the, the good press from it, didn't they? Ridiculous. And it ended up. That's what sealed their fate. If they'd have fucking gone yeah. in, incognito on that first day, they'd have surprised the shit out of them and, and that done. It would have probably still been a firefight. But it'd been under very, very different mm. circumstances. They'd have knocked the flood. They'd have knocked a fucking a few, of, three or four of the doors through. They'd have all. They'd have been fucking hundred of them emptied straight. It, it'd have been done. Well, you know, it's like it's doors down, flashbangs in, tear gas, catch them unprepared. Yeah, everyone's taken down. Barely anyone fires a shot. You might get a couple of fatalities. Might, I would say there'd be a few casualties who might try and fight back. Yeah. But yeah, you make several entry points, breach of doors, tear gas, flashbangs. Middle of the night as well would have helped. Middle of the night would have helped. 
Nicky could like make sure everyone, you know, all the kids were sleep, sleeping in, you know, you'd know which areas, wouldn't you? Well, should we finish this before we... Sub- President Clinton, four days yeah. later, defends the handling of the case by the agencies. <laughs> well, he's going to say that, first of all, because it's happened on his watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the boss first of it. First of all. Well, Second of all... If he's a clever politician, he would have said... He would have blamed them, wouldn't he? And, and, you know, wash his hands of yes, it. Yes, but he appointed these people to these positions. Not the... Head of the FBI is usually a presidential appointment. Yeah, OK. Perhaps. It's early into his... It's, it's the, first I mean, term. They still, they've still met the federal government with hostility. Mm. Four federal agents are dead. That makes them, in the eyes of the law, criminals, doesn't it? Yeah. Plus, they'd also been having Barrett's pointed at them and things. Well, they were like criminals that. when they stocked the illegal weapons. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. In the eyes of the law, so I guess that's where you're going to go with it, haven't you? So he's got to. He's well, got people to defend died him. when they needn't. Absolutely, maybe. people needlessly died. I thought. So I would say that. But you know, can, could they have prevented it anyway? You might have got more out if you'd have stormed the place. Yeah, stormed the place at night without them not without them knowing. Yeah, I reckon it would have been. Surely it would have been a better outcome than this. But at the same time, you've got. How long was Koresh going to last? They reckon six. Well, it's just two months, didn't they? He, got, he was going to go a blood poisoning. The doctors thought, didn't they? He didn't have the. Uh, He's probably dying at the point they set the fire. Well, well that's why. Yeah. That's why he set the fire because he knew he was literally dying. He thought, "Well, I'm going to die anyway. Fuck it, go Maybe out in a blaze of glory." This could have been like literally his last order before he died anyway. Yeah. Maybe this. You don't know how bad he is at this point. He he, could be I'm going. going now. You've all got to join me. Yeah. Burn the place down. Set the fires. Yeah. He was Anything. actually discovered with a gunshot wound to the head. Interesting. So he'd ended it so he didn't burn. He'd mm. shot himself then, hadn't he, obviously? Yeah, 72 bodies were pulled from the... You know, ridiculous. Pulled from it? the wreckage. How many of those were children? Nine, Nine, I think. Nine. So, yeah. Bit of a sad episode all round, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's not good. It's, but it's a really awkward situation, and at the end of the day, it's probably going to end in bloodshed one way or the other. You just don't want it to end in that much. You want to keep that minimum, don't you? Obviously. The interesting thing, though, is that Waco then led us down a path of the freedom movement, effectively. Paid the uber-patriots, the right-wing... Well, I suppose you can claim terrorism in terms of McVeigh. And leading us up to QAnon on the January 6th. And this was kind of the... I think we have to talk about it because it's relevant. It led us down this... started to lead us down this path. Yep. January the 6th. So, yeah. Let's start with... Oklahoma City bomber, Timothy McVeigh, former soldier, Gulf War veteran, big fan of the band Bad Company, and especially the song Bad Company from the album Bad Company by the band Bad Company. They had a great imagination. They really did. Played it continuously during the Gulf War in his tank, apparently. Good song, though, isn't it? Named the tank Bad Company. (laughs) Genuinely. He watched this unfold from the the hill behind behind the seas lines. People were watching this. And he's selling on his kind of bumper stickers for some First Amendment, Second Amendment, sorry, Second Amendment. You know, little thing, right-wing pamphlets they're giving out. It's attracted all these people because you're taking away freedom of religion and guns. One and two on the Constitution, two, isn't it? Two of the biggest things in Texas. <laughs> yeah, and believe guns. it or not, this started off Alex Jones. All yeah, they had, all they had to do was, <laughs> was start on bloody NASCAR, and they'd have been, they'd have had all three of the biggest things. 
He wanted to build a chapel on the site after it was bulldozed. Mm. Well, Timothy McVeigh bombed out the Oklahoma City building, the government building there, two, on the two-year anniversary of Waco and killed 168 people. Shit. The team gunman of Columbine chose the same anniversary for the 1999 high school massacre. Although those two were just two very fucking messed up kids. They probably chose the date because it seemed like it had significance, but they were just fucking, they were just sociopaths. They're one in ten. One in hundred. One in a hundred. Right wing militias across the country cited Waco as a call to arms in the years after. And Alex Jones, the influential right-wing conspiracy figure, got his start raising money to build a new chapel on the side of the Mount Carmel compound, which was bulldozed shortly after the raid was over. So they bulldozed what was left of it down. He wants to build a new chapel. Honing the outrageous media tactics he would later use, claiming that 9-11 and a certain school shooting were false flag attacks, he urged his supporters to march on the US Capitol, which obviously didn't happen. As Mr. Cook puts it, there's a straight line between the obscure religious sect in Texas and the conspiratorial and violent currents destabilizing US public life to this day. Now at the home of the former Branch Division compound, a new pastor preaches apocalyptic QAnon-inflected sermons, blending all this into a soup while proud boys and militia members make pilgrimages to the side of their fucking Mecca. The Proud Boys, as you know, the Proud Boys are. They're a right-wing, alt-right, right-wing, however you want to describe it, but group in the US. If you see some Nazis versus anti-Nazis riots, I'll guarantee you there's a couple of Proud Boys getting in the thick of it. Yeah, they're standing back, standing by. Standing back, standing ready, standing by. Against whom? Well, whatever needs to happen. Against the state? Mm. That wants one world government, new world order... Would you like to hear a, a quote from, the, from Charles Pace, the current pastor at Mount Carmel? Yes, please. Donald Trump is the anointed of God. <laughs> he is the battering ram that God is using to bring down the deep state of Babylon. What? Okay. Oh, we're in the shit if Trump gets in again, aren't we? Yeah. No, I, I don't think he will. What if he does? Well, we didn't think he would the first yeah. time round. Te- old Teflon Don. I think the January 6th thing has crippled him a little bit in the eyes of moderate Republicans. But they never vote for Democrat. Any publicity is good publicity, though. No, when it's classed as an attempted coup. They're not going to vote for baby-eating paedophiles, which they believe... Yeah, but we're talking talking moderate Republicans. People who just... I don't think that exists anymore, does it? It does. (laughs) This is a fringe group. This is not the Republican Party. It's a fringe group. There are people out there who are just Republicans who just... Old school Republicans. Old school. There's still those left. This isn't ta- hasn't completely taken over them yet. But they're probably still going to vote for him anyway over a Democrat. Well, they, yeah, or they just wouldn't vote, I guess. Mm. Vote for a third party, maybe. Yeah. The Libertarians. So, yes, this leads us basically to QAnon, January the 6th, and the current shit show that is and the American conspiracy theory field. American politics? Mainstream politics, they seized the fuck. Yeah. January 6th. I mean, fucking hell. That was was a bit mental, wasn't it? Hilarious. But some of them, for every one of them who was just wandering through there, there were two or three of them actively looking to cause trouble, in my opinion. I mean, you can't tell me that that shaman wasn't there to do something. 
Come on, look at him. It was a failed coup, wasn't it? They went in there to hang Mike Pence, didn't they? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But then everybody who's met Mike Pence wants to hang him. <laughs> He's running, isn't he? I think. Is he? He won't get far. Go on, Claire. What do you think? About January 6th? About the, the... Yeah, all of it, yeah. Do you think it leads to that? Do you think there's a... Do you think that's what it what it is? I mean... Yeah, I think you can see the... The progression, can't you? Yeah. It's just that mentality they have. They're just... I don't know. They're very easily fucking brainwashed, aren't they? Very easily brainwashed. Very easily manipulated. Well, we so all are to some extent. Yeah, I know, but you'd never get like that here. The MAGA movement, for example, is a strange one. I don't get how you can revere a politician like that. I mean, and he's, and he's no saint himself, but it's, for some reason it seems to be the, the evangelical Christians who love him, even though he is literally a sinner. He shouldn't be considered one. Very much so. In their eyes, he'd be cast out, but... For some reason they love him and I don't get how that works. I'm the same with the royal family here. I don't know how they can reveal them. Just says the right things at the right time to to obviously get those kind of people on board. He, he, you know, he, he's a typical politician. They know how to say the right things to the right crowds. They, they can say completely different things to two different sittings, two different completely different crowds because one might be a crowd that are purely left swung, the other crowd might be right, and they're just good at manipulating, aren't they? They always say what the people that are listening want to fucking hear. Yeah, it's all lies, isn't it? That's China. all it is, and they're good at it. China. Yeah. That's his thing. Trump's a con man, he's a good one. He's a fantastic one. He didn't become a multi-billionaire from being thick, did he? He's clever, well, he's, he's a savvy he, twat. How many businesses did he went bust under him? <laughs> no. <laughs> Still, he did make a casino go bust once. How the fuck did you make that? How the fuck? But it wasn't a complete bankruptcy. It was just that mm. shell company. Mm. His personal wealth was completely unaffected. Mm. You know, All he got, sells is his name. It's a brand. It isn't is. It? It's a brand. He's turned himself into a brand. It's fantastic. It's, it's genius. For mm. I me, mean, he's a he's a clever man in lots of ways. Yeah. <laughs> not in, not in some of the ways like we would manipulate your people. I mean, you know, you can get them to start chanting "locker up" and all that. It's he's street smart, any for some reason. He's, he's, he's a mafia don, effectively. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's street smart. He knows how yeah. things work. It's shank or be shanked in his world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that ruthless a businessman. Shank or be shanked. Unfortunately, his followers, my God, don't just do anything the man says. I mean, January 6th, was a, is a, he literally told him to go there and do it. How he got away with that, I don't know. Well, he hasn't yet, has he? Oh, no, that's Well, true. he didn't actually say it, though, did he? So, he might as well have said it. Yeah, but you can interpret things in different ways, can't you? So that's, that's, the how, that's, that's how he's got that's away how he's got with it, so, with it far. so far. So far, because, yeah, he didn't actually say the words. It's just... the. I mean, it could, it could have been interpreted three or four different ways. You know, how much taxpayers' money did it cost to recount those fucking votes that came out, in some cases, more for the Democrats? You know, 13 attempts in court to get it challenged, all of them failed. Now, you can say, well, if you wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit, you could say, well, them courts ain't never going to do that. It's a conspiracy against Trump, isn't it? They don't want him in. He's too much of a maverick. 
Yeah. Wants to drain the swamp. This we don't is, want that. We're part yeah. of the swamp. This is yeah. the other flip side of the coin, isn't it? And of course, he everyone's could, everyone's a paedophile. He could be everything he says he and thinks he is. He could be that, and we we could all be fucking cynical of that fact that he does want to do all this all for good. But because of the way we're he's portrayed and the way that the trouble you know is, he, he had four years and all he did was manage tax cuts on the rich. That's all he did. Yeah, and you know, drone strike that Iranian guy. Yeah. Which was a legal war crime. Come to an agreement with the Taliban and ended America's involvement. Didn't pull him out, did he? That no, that was the plan was going to pull him out. Biden yeah, fucked well. it up. Trump had a lot of plans. He met King John Un as well. Icky did, huh? He, he, he made quite quite a, a big step with that, didn't he? He did at first. And with Putin. All went tits up again, didn't it? Nothing come of it in the end. No. I mean, I don't think it went tits up whilst he was still in office, though, really, did it? It only went tits up as soon as he'd fucking left office. Biden didn't no, do you know, He'd handled COVID poorly. Mm-hmm. Well, who didn't? Well, yeah, but who didn't? In a country, in a country that didn't. has your highest obesity and diabetes rates... Vietnam didn't. You might want to take a bit more care. But then again, then it blows over to the federal government imp- impinging on freedom. They're big on freedom, the Americans are. The country's founded on freedom. Yeah. You can't force me to do anything, i.e. wear a mask. It's amazing, isn't it, how they talk about freedom and they haven't even got a democracy. They've got an oligarchy. Same as everybody. The Americans have got it worst, more. Yeah. You know, wear a mask, no. All right, then get COVID and die. Oh, you know, you're, you're fucking four, five, six, seven overweight. You don't exercise and you've got diabetes. You're a prime candidate for for COVID. Hey, we've got the topic have we got a bit haven't we yeah Waco yeah it's it was a direct link in my opinion I think that I think it's right I think it's it's the the found the start of all this patriot movement thing because again religion and guns there you go I just think they should let everyone have a musket a flintlock pistol a blunderbuss and a bayonet and you know what if you want you can have a fucking revolutionary war uniform you can have as many muskets as you want yeah I'd give them as many muskets as they want (laughs) yeah that seems fair because when they wrote that let's face it they didn't foresee semi-automatic fully automatic killing machines did they you had a musket that fired once four times a minute if you were really good with it that's only if you were under perfect conditions. No yeah. rain, no wind. Yeah. Now, if you're festooned with flink like pistols like a fucking pirate, that's fine. You've got eight shots, mate. <laughs> Better than 30 in two seconds. Yeah. And you're going to change pistols. Mm. And presumably some other good guy with a flintlock will get involved and take mm. you down while you're swapping your pistols over. I see. When the laws were made, the guns weren't what they are. Let's face it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They're not keeping the laws as they were. You know, obviously we're no experts on gun control. We don't have it. It seems it seems alien to us in the UK. We do it? still have gun problems. We do, Those. but we don't have we don't have mass shootings every other week. No, you're right. But just the other day there was a there was a drive-by shooting outside of school and a little kid got shot. No fucking hell. It was either Birmingham or London, one of the two. But well, that's we, about it for mm. us. Like as far as gun crime goes, you get a little bit in the big, big, big cities. cities, yeah. Um, yeah. None of us could just go and get a gun. No. Whereas in America, if we were sat in a room in in America now... We'd probably all have guns. We'd be like, (laughs) oh, we could go get a gun in about 10 minutes if we want. Yeah. 
So, if not legally, you could probably get one even easier illegally. Well, we, we, we if we lived in Texas, and I'll be sat here with one. Yeah, probably, I'd probably be oiling it now. <laughs> Your kids would probably have one as well. More than likely. Hey? Your kids would have one as oh. well. Interesting. Isn't it's a bold move? Let's see if that one pays off. Two two hunting rifle or something. They do, don't they? Mm. Yeah. Final thoughts, then, guys. Just fucking ban guns, man. You can't just ban guns. Ain't gonna work. I'll never go for it. No, we know this. It was a complete fuck up from the start. Yeah. The authorities. They should have. They should have kept it quiet. Done it incognito, like a proper fucking. Yep. A proper organisation would. They went in too cocky. And they fucked it up. I'm sure they've learned from their mistakes. Let's hope so. Twenty odd, twenty-five years on, they thirty must have, years on. Yeah, they must have learned from their mistakes by now. Well, you'd think so. They've got a lot more funding now, obviously, because the war on terror. Mm. You know. I don't think there's enough money to going about to start up anything like that again, though. No. Oh, you'd be surprised. Mm. Fucked up facts. Yeah. yeah. Theme tune. Facts, facts, fucked up facts, 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 facts. That was enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever heard of a naked marriage? Yes. What is it then? It's where people get married naked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Expand on it. And they, the guests they, are naked. <laughs> they insert the ring. <laughs> there's a bejeweled butt plug for, him, for him, the bride and groom uh, I think even even all of the guests are naked as well aren't they a naked marriage was an 18th century custom in some parts of Britain and the US where a widow would be freed of her dead husband's debt if she remarried with very few or no clothes on <laughs> fantastic fair enough random law isn't it yeah, that's random. <laughs> what do you think of that, Claire? <laughs> oh, you'd do it, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you won't 45 grand, do you like that? I'll marry him in the buff and I don't know it anymore. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. I'd be up for that as well, yeah, why not? <laughs> your brain begins to shrink in your 30s. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, well, it's all downhill from, downhill from now on. Yep. Does anyone know where Mount Clitoris is? Men can't find it, let me guess. <laughs> Just above Mount Gooch. <laughs> Male explorers have never been able to find it, let me guess. It's in the Philippines, it's a place that exists. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. But no man's ever gone yeah, there. probably. <laughs> Very few. A polling company in the USA once found 4% of Americans responded yes to have you been decapitated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. That's really high, actually, isn't it? I think that's probably just down to a bit of a lack of, a bit of illiteracy, to be fair. Yeah. Decaffeinated? (laughs) Have you ever been decaffeinated? That's what it is. Bit of dyslexia, maybe. Johnny Cash's daughter, Roseanne, was named after Rose and Anne. His nicknames for his wife's breasts. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit weird. (laughs) It's a bit, isn't it? 
Yeah, I've never named a girlfriend's tits. <laughs> it's like naming your son after your penis. That's <laughs> presumably what, what, what. Hang on. Are you naming your penis as well? I don't know. I think I'm. I'm Sorry. sure it's had nicknames over the years. Me little soldier. And then he got up, he got he got he got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> Watching a ninety-minute horror movie burns as many calories as a brisk half-hour walk. Bullshit. <laughs> Bull <laughs> fucking bullshit. shit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Unless you're like completely terrified, like for ev- for all full ninety minutes, sat there shivering and sweating. In terror, which there's not a single movie out there that could probably have that effect on anybody, because they're all bullshit. There's not there's not scary horror movies anymore, unless you're five. So <laughs> at five, you want not wanting to lose calories. So bullshit. <laughs> and why would you let a five-year-old watch a horror movie? Exactly. Exactly. Queen Elizabeth I employed a spy who signed his letters 007. Nice. Cool. Literally on his majesty's service. Mm. Interesting you said his majesty. He was male, because he signed his letters, it says in here. Yeah, but he was serving Queen Elizabeth I. Mm -hmm. He was serving her majesty. You said his... There's a theory that Queen Elizabeth I is a man. Uh Uh-huh. Conspiracy theory. The Virgin Queen. Yeah, there might be a reason for that. Mm, she had a willy as well. Maybe. <laughs> she had a willy. Oh, she was an hermaphrodite. The theory goes that there was the young Queen Elizabeth was sent off to live in a country estate. There was a bit of plague at the time, so she was sent to the city, and she still managed to die of it. And instead of like sort of telling Henry, they basically made a boy up to look like as Elizabeth. Dressed him up in the clothes like an eight-year-old boy. Let's face it, Henry VIII is never going to win Father Year. Pretty sore, like, once every three months. You know, didn't really notice. Nah, I call bullshit on that. Oh, I just said the theory goes, I'm not propagating the theory. Never watched too much Blackadder. (laughs) I'm just, I'm I'm not saying it's true, I'm just retelling the tale. Would be an interesting one, though, wouldn't it? Only way, one way to solve it: dig up her bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Westminster Abbey, I'd assume. I wouldn't like to say rest of somewhere, yeah, some kind of tomb somewhere in it, like sure the royal tomb. Lift it and take an ankle bone out of it. <laughs> Let's go. We'll go, ask, we'll go and ask Charlie. Yeah. You're like great, 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 oh, great, great. Strictly speaking, he's not really that related to her, is he? No, I suppose. Tudor line effectively died out in terms of that sort of... Because he had the Stuarts after that, didn't you? And mm. then the only reason that... What's Charles's real name, Mike, his last name? Saxe-Coburg Goethe. Saxe-Coburg Goethe just got invited over because they were distant relations of the Stuarts and there was no one else who wasn't Catholic to take over. Saxe-Coburg Goethe mm. yeah. changed after the First World War when the king said I'm not saying just before the First World War when we were, things were getting a bit tensiony with Germany and there was a bit of anti-German feeling in the country and he said I won't be a foreigner in my own damn country 
So he changed his name to Windsor. Which he's always as bridge as he can get. Who was that? George III. George the Fifth. Fifth. Fine beard. The first man to use an umbrella in England was verbally insulted yeah, and had would have been, yeah. objects thrown at him. Yeah. He's had an umbrella though. Carrying an umbrella was thought to be a sign of weakness and far too French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the French invented the umbrella. They were seen as being unmanly in England, the umbrella. <laughs> Cheese-eating surrender monkeys. So now nah, you just get wet. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, though. Throwing, throwing... Well, he had the umbrella. Could have protected himself. Would they throw at him cheese and bread and... Mud, I presume. <laughs> it was raining. Right, one more. Okay. Yeah. Sotheby's auctioneer, Peregrine Pollen. Oh, what a name. Used to walk around New York with a drunk parrot on his shoulder. Fantastic. <laughs> and he's called what, sorry? Peregrine Pollen. Fucking hell, what a name. And a drunken parrot. What was the drunken parrot called? No, doesn't say so. Uh, hang on, so is he getting a parrot drunk every day? Because <laughs> isn't that animal cruelty? That's what I was thinking. That was mm. my first thoughts. He's only getting the whiskey off one person, isn't he? That's it. Peregrine himself. Peregrine, maybe it's his... Oh, maybe it's his plan to just get drunk and eat it one day. He should have had a peregrine falcon on his... He should have, but then again... I might just start clawing people's yeah, eyes out. You don't want to drunk one of them, No. Give it Stella. Give it white Peter. Before you know it's taking people's eyes. Like, <laughs> Bring me their eyes, my pretty. She thinks you're after her eggs. Mass eye loss one. <laughs> Mass eye loss in New York caused by drunk peregrine Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> bombshell. <laughs> and on that bombshell, let's end the show. I've been Ben. Don't drink the favourite. Don't join a cult. And don't stockpile vast quantities of ammunition and machine guns. Yeah. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears. Oh, I've been Pete. Have a nice week. And... Vidaya. <laughs> <laughs>